With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next on the Californians. There's a breathtaking spot in this great land of ours where the mountains descend to the sea in more wondrous beauty than words can express. And my loved one did wait there for me. And now for news of our own West Coast, we take you to Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, and you don't need that much. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, it is. Good morning, everybody. Anybody, what was that? KFI AM 640, Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Oh, I think I have a little bit of that morning. Like allergy. Oh, yeah. Right? Like a little congestion. Yeah, I sound congested a little bit. It'll go away. No, you don't sound it. I don't? I no, sure? Yeah, yeah, I no, you like sound I great. Yeah, really? Yeah. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Just kidding. Me, 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 me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need to do like some of those exercises. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Deborah, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Elizabeth. Because I know you are always, <laughs> you know, people are asking you to show up to places, oh, and yeah. I need you here. Yeah. We need you. We really do. I'm um, so popular. You are popular. <laughs> and unfortunately, the newsroom has been incredibly busy. So yesterday, I have to tell you, we have a great show for you, by the way. I'm very excited. We've got some great guests from UCLA. We're going to get into Loretta Sanchez and her randomness, if you will, at the debate uh, just a, a few days ago. That was, what, Friday night, I think. Uh, creepy Clowns, The Nuns versus Katy Perry. Um, and of course, we want to talk about the breaking news and start with that because what an incredible incredibly difficult week for law enforcement. I mean, this has been a weird year, if I may say so myself. I agree. I think so, too. It, it really has. It, it's worse than ever, it seems like. Yeah, I just feel like everything is, ugh, it, it's frustrating. It's very, very sad. In fact, on, um, was it Wednesday that he was shot? The uh, it, I'm trying to think of my days Steve here. Owen, Sergeant Steve Owen, yeah. Steve Owen in Lancaster. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. That's yeah. right. So Wednesday, I was at KTLA, and I was covering a story at Burbank when they sent me a page, um, not a page, but a text, I guess, and said, hey, we got breaking news. An officer has been shot, or two deputies shot. So that we went out to Lancaster, and of course, all of that then happened in terms of finding out that Sergeant Steve Owen, who really was considered a local hero, he was like a football coach. I mean, he had been in that community for so long that that's why you've seen this incredible outpouring of support for him and his family and if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Sergeant Steve Owen uh, was a, a a long time, you know, Medal of of Valor honoree, awardee, um, a, a, a sergeant, a field supervisor in Lancaster, a, a, a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy for 30 years. I think it was. Uh, I want to say 29, 35. No, 29 years. 29 years. 29 years. I'm getting confused because now. Uh, we're also covering, as you just heard uh, Deborah talk about, the three Palm Springs officers who were shot and two unfortunately lost their lives. One of them, Gil, right, affectionately referred to as Gil, uh, that officer had been with the department for 35 years. And as you pointed out, it was his day off. Wanted a little overtime. I know. Isn't that weird when, when things like that happen? I just I have to tell you, when I hear that, 
it does make me think it's it's your time. And I know that sounds terrible, but I, I just it's so the whole thing is bizarre. And it makes but it, here's what I, I will say. I don't know if I've heard anyone talk about this, but look at the juxtaposition here. I mean, you have a 35 year veteran. And then you have a girl, a woman who had just started. I mean, a rookie. She'd been on the force for like a year and a half. And came she just back, had a baby. Yeah, came back from maternity leave four months ago. I was blown away when I heard that. And your body is still adjusting. Granted, she's young, but still. It just makes me so sad that she has this baby that's now going to grow up without a mom. Oh, yeah. Little girl. Little girl without her mommy. No, it, it is incredibly heartbreaking. And uh, the standoff, wow, 12 hours. The suspect was finally arrested 12 hours after that fatal shooting. One this morning. Yeah. It's uh, what a, a mentally also exhausting experience for the law enforcement community in Palm Springs. Because think about it. They knew the guy was inside the uh, the home, right, barricaded. And I guess what we've learned so far, just to give you the latest, is that this is a man, the suspect, who has a very violent past and I know you've mentioned his name. He's he's a young guy, right? Twenty six years old. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to say his name. I don't think it's I important anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, he's not the hero. But I will say it's sad because I did hear a lot yesterday. A lot of people were saying, "What well, sounds like he has mental issues?" Okay, but what does that mean? Because he has a violent past, and again, it does beg the question: Why did he have access to a weapon? And I know it's easier said than done. I'm not judging anybody here, but I do. I do think it's a wake-up call for families who may have somebody with a mental um, illness or uh, some type of mental instability. I think it's important to try to, you know, stabilize and and, um, make sure you keep some of these things away. You know, should there be such instability, mental instability, that it could lead to what we saw in Palm Springs. So, again... The most bizarre, and it was the chief said, Chief Reyes out there in Palm Springs said it was a typical, if you will, I mean, you know, nothing's really typical, but it was a call like any other call for a family disturbance. And when they showed up, they tried to negotiate with this guy for about 10 minutes, not even that. And I think that's when he started shooting through the closed door. So I don't even think they they didn't have a chance to react. Or even jump out of the way. And you know what's so weird, too? I mean, how often do we hear about things like this happening in Palm Springs? Exactly. That was the other thing. I was totally thrown off. I kept saying, Palm Springs? And you know, it's weird in my head. I was driving. I was on 4 or 5 freeway heading down to Newport Beach yesterday when I heard the story. And on KFI, I was listening to Mo Kelly, and I hear, and I'm just thinking, Hemet. I don't know why I kept thinking Hemet Police. And I'm like, no, it's Palm Springs. Palm Springs. It's a resort. You know, it's a resort town. They deal with drunk people a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, just so heartbreaking. And, and, and look, it's heartbreaking for that family as well because the father had went across the street, as you know, called uh, a neighbor for help and said, please, my son's in the house. He has a gun. He's ready to shoot all the police. So apparently there was something that he knew had set him off, and it was a bad situation. And I know for a while there with that standoff, there was concern, well, what about the family or you know, extended family members or not still in the home with this barricaded situation? I think we have a little bit. Let's play a little bit of audio from uh, Brian Suits. I did an excellent job, of course, yesterday covering on his show the breaking news. And he spoke to a first responder. So right before we go to this break, listen to this part of the interview. Uh, the initial 911 call was made by our guest, Francis Serrano. Uh, Mrs. Serrano, thanks for joining us tonight. I know it's been a long day. It is. 
Um, and in fact, it's still going on right now. And and uh, I guess d- describe you're you're still physically located next uh, in, in in the neighborhood in your house next door to to where this is going on. Actually, I have two houses in the same street. One is next to the uh, next to that house, and one house across the street. Oh, so you're but you're safe, in other words. Yes, I am. Um, all right. So, if you could take us back, and in, in, initially earlier in the afternoon, your neighbor, um, and how long have you lived next door to this family? Oh, since nineteen eighty-five, maybe. Uh, and so earlier today, the father of the suspect came to you and said what? Well, when we were coming home, we were pulling up in our driveway. I saw him, the, the father of the suspect was waving at me, so I did wave back. And he called my name and said he was trying to, to come over and and I said, okay, come on, come on in. I said, what's what's happening? What's going on? He said, I need help. My son is inside the house, and he's not supposed to be inside the house. And I said, why? He's acting crazy. I oh need my help. Gosh. I said, I, I think he. Needs- I need help, and of course he did. Again, unfortunately, we lost two officers: Jose Gilvega from Palm Springs, age sixty-three, about to retire. Eight kids, father of eight kids. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Leslie Sarebni, only 27 years old, uh, just returned back to work from maternity leave. Uh, had a baby four months ago, a little girl. And uh, her husband works for the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, which, as you know, has taken over the investigation. Oh, just heartbreaking. They are in my prayers. I know our prayers, Deborah, you included, and our producer, Brent, here. And also for the family of Sergeant Owen, his wife uh, also is part of the bomb squad, L.A. County Sheriff's uh, Department bomb squad. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to keep them in our thoughts. We're going to keep you posted here as well on any new developments and uh, continue discussing, you know, all the latest. And, and I breaking. think there might be what we're hearing is a, a press conference at 11. I've heard that, too. Yes. So we'll be carrying that. Right. We are going to do that. And we will be back with much more here on the Sunday morning show with Elizabeth Espinosa on KFI AM 640. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Buenos dias, buenos dias. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, all of you from all over the world on the iHeart Radio app. We appreciate you. Love having you here on my show. Well, as you know, here in Southern California, it has been a very difficult week for us. We've had two police shootings in a week. I mean, again, I feel like here we go again with this topic on Sundays. And uh, we're talking about the latest in the investigation. There are two active investigations, as you may have heard, um, yesterday afternoon. Well, about uh, a little bit after noon, 
after the noon lunchtime hours, what I meant, uh, two Palm Springs officers were shot and killed by a 26-year-old suspect, John Felix. Apparently, this guy has some type of mental component to him, but he does have an extensive violent criminal history. And uh, he, I don't know, for whatever reason, he lost it at home. His dad goes across the street, talks to a neighbor, asks for help. Don't know who else is in the house back, you know, I guess all the dad, had, from what we hear, there's so many different reports coming in, but the neighbor says that the father reported to her, he should not be in my house. So I don't understand that, but he has a gun. I need help. And then the next thing we know, when police officer Jose Gilvega, 63 years old, 35-year veteran of the Palm Springs Department, shows up with his partner, Leslie Zarebny. 27 years old, new mom, four months back from maternity leave, show up to the door, knock on the door, try to resolve the situation. Apparently, they negotiated with him for about 10 minutes, and then he just opened fire through the closed door. So, again, we don't even know if they even had a fighting chance to jump out of the way or know what was coming next. And I know a lot of you have your own opinions and thoughts about this, so I I certainly want to hear from you. Uh, about what has happened this week. Uh, my Twitter handle, again, is at E underscore Espinosa, and Instagram is at Elizabeth Espinosa. <sighs> Just depressing. <clears throat> Very depressing. I do want to say Blue Knight on uh, Twitter. Thanks for uh, tweeting us. You're saying uh, it looks like you have a background in law enforcement. You say it's officer safety tactics that cops always do to stay safe. Rule number one, backup stays back. It sounds like they clustered by the door. You know, we don't know exactly what happened there, but it sounds like that could have easily been the case. And I do think that at some point it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm not saying that they had their guard down, but you would think it's a family disturbance call. You're showing up. You're going to try to resolve something. Well, especially again in Palm Springs where we really haven't had such a incident before. Exactly. Well, and I think if you show up to a riot or some type of especially right now with all of these different protests with Black Lives Matter, I think your guard's a little bit higher because you're thinking these people are upset, they want to come after us. But you show up to a home and maybe no one's outside screaming and yelling and you just know that the problem is inside the home. That's a controlled environment, right? That's somewhat of its own perimeter. You're thinking you're okay. You're outside. But this does go to show, and it really does spotlight, how dangerous their work is. And they do say that these domestic violence calls are the most dangerous for our peace officers. And so what is incredible is that the suspect in that case, John Felix, 26 years old in Palm Springs, was taken to the hospital finally after about 12 hours of the standoff, non-life-threatening injuries. They say he actually surrendered peacefully. So I don't understand what happened there. But it, it is quite, well, I don't know if it's surprising at this point, but it, I was <clears throat> blown away that this guy has uh, such an intense criminal background. I mean, he, he, he's he got attempted murder or attempt assault with a deadly weapon. I'm trying to pull it up right now here. Give me a second. Oh, I love these computers. They just take forever to do their own thing. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, I also want to give you the latest with Sergeant Steve Owen. Sergeant Steve Owen with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. So this was on Wednesday of this week. Uh, Trenton Trevon Lavelle, 27 years old. Not weird. They're both like similar in age, both suspects. Yeah. Just a year apart. Yeah, that is kind of ironic. Yeah. Sergeant Steve Owen, a 29 year veteran with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Well, he 
uh, showed up to the call. That was a burglary in progress call that came in, 911 call. Shows up two patrol cars, right? He's in one, Sergeant Owen, and another deputy is in a separate car. The black and whites show up. They get out. One of them, Sergeant Owen, goes to the back of the property to contain that area. The other deputy goes to the front. And the what we know is that he actually confronted Sergeant Owen, this Trenton guy. And somehow he turned it around and took his life, shot him in the head. And my understanding is it was execution style. And he had just had no fighting chance. Initially, you may remember that they talked about two deputies being shot. And the reason why that report came through the airwaves initially was because the deputies scrambled and immediately went to offer first aid to Sergeant Owen. And so they had blood and tissue on their uniform from trying to revive him. And when they realized they couldn't, they just grabbed his body, threw him in the cruiser, and transported him directly to Antelope Valley Hospital. And we know that uh, one of his dear friends rushed to Antelope Valley Hospital. The LA Times actually interviewed him as well. Uh, He's a detective in the arson uh, explosive unit because, you know, his wife, Sergeant Owen, is part of the L.A. County Sheriff's Bomb Squad. And he says that he held his buddy's hand until the very end, until his wife, you know, would show up. And, of course, LAPD also was great because they allowed the family, his mom, to jump on one of their helicopters to make it all the way to the Antelope Valley area, right? Um, So she could see her son before he passed. And he was also accompanied, I'm told, by his adult son and daughter at the hospital before he passed. So that that case is active, and, and again, they're looking. The prosecution is still deciding whether or not they're going to seek the death penalty. But this 27-year-old Lovell of Lancaster is facing attempted murder of a second sheriff's deputy. You know, he actually jumped into Sergeant Owen's car and tried to ram another deputy. Uh, felony uh, for possession of a firearm. Two counts each of residential robbery and false imprisonment. There was, you know, remember he jumped, he broke into a home where there was a, a 17-year-old and a, I think 16 or 19-year-old in the home who were hiding. Just horrible. I don't understand. Well, we have so lost our way. We really have. Anyway, my prayers are with all the victims, all the family members. And I don't want to make this about us versus them. I think that's just that's nonsense. I think what we have to do is understand that every life is a life. And we respect it. We honor it. And we thank especially these three who have lost their life. We thank them for their service. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa, KFI AM 640. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
KFI AM 640, Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Yes, it's going to be a uh, warm day today, right? It's a little chilly out there. That's kind of weird. Oh, wait, it's fall. It should be chilly, Elizabeth. But it's going to be hot today. No, Tomorrow I... it's cooling down, though. Yeah, but I do like it hot. I will say, even like leaving the house in the morning now, it's like, oh, it's cold. I have to wear a sweater. I'm sick of the heat. You're sick of the <laughs> heat. And I, I don't like to be cold, but I'm I'm just, I'm over it. I know. Well, you sound like a lot of my friends and probably you listening right now. Um, I love your leather jacket today, by the way. I have to take a picture and post it a little bit later. I just want you guys to know that Deborah Mark really dressed up for you guys Although, today. Although, you know what? Can I just, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. It's pleather. <gasps> Good. It's cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Hey, I wanted to just say a shout out to uh, Blue Knight who responded to my tweet about uh, the law enforcement shootings this week. And he says, um, my last day at Ontario Police, I had two calls involving guns and my partner said, stay back. It's your last day. You need to go home today. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Blue Knight. I could see that. I can understand that, I should say. Just heartbreaking. But we're going to keep you posted again. There may be a press conference at 11 a.m. from the Palm Springs uh, Chief, Chief Reyes, who was very emotional yesterday. It was very hard for me to listen to him. I thought I'd be okay through it, but then I'm like sobbing on the 405 freeway listening to him give that press conference. I mean, I I understand. I mean, these are his coworkers, and, you know, it it hurts us. But imagine this is a long life, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I should say a long friendship, you know, with these guys that they know each other. All righty. Speaking of knowing each other. Who knows Trump? Oh, my God. I told you so. But what does it take? What does it take for people to believe? Oh, wait, no. If you are a diehard Trump fan, you're not going to care that he talks about the P. And apparently I've been told by my producer, I can't say it. I, I don't know if you know who Anna Navarro is, but she is my hero. I think she was incredible. She's a Republican strategist, by the way, uh, with a total Latina fiery attitude, which I love out of Miami and she's on CNN uh, often on their like crossfire shows where they go back and forth about all the politics and what's happening. Anyway, uh, you you probably have been living under a rock if you've not heard about uh, Donald Trump. Yes, your Republican nominee, our Republican nominee here in the U.S., who may be president of the United States of America, the first world, right? The most advanced, allegedly. The most mature. No. No, not the most mature if he's a president. Uh, he said 11 years ago in a audio that was uh, recorded uh, of him with Access Hollywood back then. He was the host of that show. You know, it's an entertainment show here. Uh, Access Hollywood, by the way, it's a local story here because Access Hollywood is taped right here down the street from where we are in our Burbank offices, I heart. Well, he is caught saying, grab them by the P. And by the P, I will tweet what that means. So you know what I'm talking about. You can do anything. End quote. We have some audio. Is that right, Producer Brent? Okay. Uh, what is this audio of? It's all of Access Hollywood. Oh. It's the whole thing? Oh. Okay. You know what? I, here, let, let's listen to this in case you missed it. Donald Trump, the comments on women you have not heard. Welcome to Access Hollywood. On the heels of a story that broke earlier this week in which the Associated Press interviewed more than 20 former Apprentice employees, some of the cast and crew described Mr. Trump's behavior toward women, recalling that he, on many occasions, made lewd and inappropriate comments. The Trump campaign issued a denial saying these outlandish, unsubstantiated, and totally false claims fabricated by publicity-hungry, opportunistic, disgruntled former employees have no merit whatsoever. Well, Access Hollywood has Mm. interviewed Mr. Trump hundreds of times over the past 20 years. 
In the course of reporting on Mr. Trump, we have reviewed much of our own footage. Oh, yeah. They, in 2005, when Donald Trump came to Los Angeles for the Emmy Awards for his nominated show, The Apprentice, he was also invited to spend a day as a soap opera star on Days of Our Lives. Here it Access goes. Hollywood's former anchor, Billy Bush, picked up Mr. Trump in our 10th anniversary bus at the Beverly Hills Hotel. We then brought him to meet up with one of the stars of the soap opera on the NBC lot in Burbank, where Days of Our Lives is shot and Access Hollywood. Hollywood was then produced. During the trip to the lot, Billy interviewed Mr. Trump about his role on the soap opera. Well, the people at NBC asked me to do it. I'm here in Los Angeles. It's fun to do. I didn't want to do it. And then, you know, they said, and I asked Melania, is it okay? Because the place is loaded up with beautiful women, from what I understand. So she said, mm -hmm. it's okay. What if she said it wasn't okay? I would have absolutely not done it. We tell you all of the logistics so you understand the context. There were seven other people on the bus with Mr. Trump and Billy Bush at the time. They were the two-person camera crew, the bus driver, an Access Hollywood producer, a production assistant, Mr. Trump's security guard, and his PR person. Upon arriving at our NBC lot, our camera crew was let off the bus so they could record Mr. Trump getting off and meeting the soap opera star. What you're about to hear is what Mr. Trump said about former Access Hollywood anchor Nancy O'Dell to Billy Bush. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and <laughs> She was married. It's huge news, Sarah. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... You know, just, uh, Billy, we're going to play more of the audio. Uh, waited to exit. Nick, thank you, Nick. We're going to play a little bit more of the audio when we come back from this break. But... um. You know what I love is that uh, he apologized. Come on. Don't be so hard on Trump, okay? Why are you guys like that? He responded with, I've never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. Yeah, we've noticed. I've said and done things I regret. And the words released today on this more than a decade old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? Are you serious? And then the and then I love that uh, Billy Bush, another one, who who is ashamed and I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, me a cool but but I was young. It was 11 years ago. Oh really, Billy Bush, another one, the, the two peas in a pod, those two. Because remember, Billy Bush was defending Ryan Lochte's behavior in Brazil, and now it all makes sense because both of them were like, it, it, I, I mean, Ryan Lochte was like, you know, I was young, <laughs> I was a day younger. What do, what do you think is going to happen to Billy Bush? Because you know he has that new gig yeah, on on the Today on the yeah. Today Show. I think it's weird. Who knows? And, and I'm hoping that he does. I think I, I would hope there are some consequences because you can't. I mean, he is clearly like a frat guy that goes around um, demeaning women. That that's that's how he comes off as it is. And then this just kind of like adds you know proof to the pudding. But Trump, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised that the diehards still think that he is, you know, sent from above. That he, that oh, it's okay. That you know, grab them by the p. You could do anything because you're a star, because you have power, and that you you talk about women like a piece of meat. Very disgusting. And I should say, I worked with Nancy O'Dell. I'll tell you that story when I come back. And I called her. Okay, yeah. Okay, if I am six forty Sunday morning with Elizabeth Spinoza. I'm feeling something.
Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Good morning to all of you on social media. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Billy Rankin, uh, my heart goes out to you. I know you knew Sergeant Owen, you said, um, and you'd worked with him on different calls in the Antelope Valley. Thank you for tweeting me that. And uh, yes, my heart, my thoughts are with all of you who know these uh, law enforcement officers who've lost their lives in recent hours. That's what it feels like. Uh, Also, uh, good morning, Michelle, Mike, Joe, and... uh, we're talking about Trump now, though. We've moved on to politics. You know, tonight's a big debate. Who's going to be watching? I am. I will be watching tonight. The debate is going to uh, take place. Second debate between Clinton and Trump. St. Louis, Missouri, Washington University. CNN's uh, Anderson Cooper will be the moderator. And I'm sure that uh, they will, you know, one of the, the topics that's going to take center stage is this objectification of women by Trump. These lewd comments by leaked audio from Access Hollywood that's come out from the Associated Press. Now, I want to continue playing a little bit of that audio for you, and I also want to talk to you about the more than a dozen Republican lawmakers who want Trump to step down, quit, get out of the race. And then there's a, a also a move to get Pence to, you know, take the position of, you run for president. Okay, number one, that's not possible. And number two, let's not be so quick to put Pence in there. I'm not condoning Pence either because, you know what, he's an enabler, if you ask me. All right, here's some of the audio so you understand why we're talking about all these lewd comments coming out of Trump's mouth. 11 Once years the ago. bus was in place, Mr. Trump and Billy, the last two on the bus, waited to exit as Mr. Trump then made the following comments to Billy about the soap opera star. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the. I can do anything. Okay, stop. Yeah, stop. Trump has released stop this. that right there, please, Nick. Did you hear that? Did you hear how he objectifies women? How both of them, again, both of them. I mean, he, he Billy Bush is laughing like, yeah, dude, that's right. Gives them all those shoulder taps. And Billy Bush, by the way, has little girls. He has daughters. And he's married to a woman. Okay? I, I feel awful for his family. And Melania, I mean, I'm sure somebody translated this audio for her. But, you know, Melania really needs to understand that, uh, yeah, we know, I, I really hope that the trust fund is incredible for you because you could pay me to marry somebody who treats women like a piece of trash, like a piece of meat. I mean, Deborah Mark, it's, it's, so, it's insulting on so many levels. And I also think it's incredibly insulting, uh, this whole star status. This is what I'm telling you. He's, he's that guy. Trump is really that guy. And I'm sorry if you love him and you think he is not the establishment. Okay, maybe he's not the establishment. Uh, he's... The uh, he's worse than the establishment. He's the guy that thinks it's okay to treat women like a piece of meat. He says he's a he's sexist. He's uh, misogynistic. He is racist. He's you. I mean, keep going. Keep going. You know, what's going to be interesting tonight during the debate, which KFI is carrying live, by the way, six o'clock tonight. I'm hearing that he's going to be bringing up uh, certain discussions that he had with Bill Clinton on the golf course. Uh, that's going to be well. That'll be interesting if he does bring that up tonight. Oh, they have to. I'm sure. Look, and of course, <laughs> I know this whole thing back and forth about. I keep hearing you know diehard Trump supporters saying, "Well, wait a minute. I mean, what about what Bill Clinton did? Sure, but Bill Clinton isn't running for president right now. Had we known what he was going to do or what he did is a different scenario, then we would not have voted for him. We would have said, "Hey, wait a minute. This guy's not ethical. 
Okay, but this is different. You know that this man is guilty of these crimes. You know that he has this implicit bias. You know that he's a sexist. You now know that he clearly, he rates women based on your look. You know, on on The Apprentice, I mean, again, the former cast uh, and and other crew members have come forward saying that, you know, he would say, like, who would you want to sleep with? Who, Who does that? Okay. The crass fraternity guy, maybe. But come on. I mean, you're a grown-up. You're supposed to be this responsible parent, especially that, you know, he, sp- he speaks so much of his daughters. He's a father of girls, right? Yeah. And and again, I don't... I, mm, drives me crazy when he does the whole celebrity thing, like, you can do whatever you want. No, you can't. And I have seen that attitude, by the way, by some celebrities in town. I was going to say, I mean, one kind of comes to mind. Uh, remember when Reese... Witherspoon was, uh, she was yes, yes, when she was pulled over by the state trooper. Yeah, and said, do you know who I am? Right. Okay, but at least that was trying to get out of a a parking or, I mean, a moving violation. This is, I can basically assault you. And and someone else pointed out, I was watching some of the different political pundits, and this was actually a Republican strategist who said, look, to be fair, look look what's happened here. I mean, you have a man who was admitted to some type of sexual assault, and anybody else would get in trouble for that. But because he is who he is, and he has that money, and he has that status, clearly it doesn't affect him. There is a little privilege going on here, isn't there? There is a 1% of privilege happening here. And uh, and, and I mentioned to you that I called Nancy O'Dell. She didn't respond, but anyhow, um, <laughs> Nancy O'Dell and I worked together because when I was selected by Oprah Winfrey, I know, I'm name-dropping a little here, but when I did uh, a reality show a couple years ago, 2010, remember she was still launching her network, uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network, she had the first reality show that was uh, EP'd by Mark Burnett, and it was Oprah's search for the next TV star for, like, a host for a show. So I was selected, and Nancy Odell was one of the hosts of that show. So we worked with her, and she's a very, very pleasant, nice woman. Very nice. Anyhow, she's released a statement saying, politics aside, I'm saddened that these comments still exist in our society at all. When I heard the comments, it was disappointing to hear such objectification of women. The conversation needs to change because no female, no person should be the subject of such crass comments. Whether or not cameras are rolling, everyone deserves respect, no matter the setting or gender. As a woman who has worked very hard to establish her career and as a mom, I feel I must speak out with the hope that as a society, we will always strive to be better. Yes, I hope so. You can't just grab them by the pee and you can do anything. And here's what I would say to you diehards, okay? Because I know, like, uh, Mike here says, what Trump said is nothing compared to what Bill and Hillary Clinton did, uh, raping, then attacking women. Look, I am sure, I am sure they are not exactly, you know, angels from above. And I don't think that's even the the, the argument. No one's making that case. I mean, at this point, it looks like we're all going to pick, you know, the lesser of, of two evils. Having said that, understand that, it's also frustrating that you ha- – I mean, I would want people to say, look, yeah, I admit he is a sexist. He is a racist. But I'm okay with that, and that's why I'm going to vote for him. But don't sit here and act as if that's not what he's about when he shows you time and time again, over and over again, that's what he's about. And, and then uh, – and we've buried the lead. I mean, I, I want to say just a few days ago I was doing the story about how he hasn't paid federal income taxes in over 20 years. What about that? And this whole other discussion that's going around the country that, well, maybe Mike Pence should step it up and, you know, have Trump quit the race. And all these lawmakers, Republicans are asking, begging him to quit. And, of course, Trump has made it clear he's not going to quit. 
and they want Pence to jump in. And you know what? To that? No. Number one, it's implausible because, you know, ballots have already been sent out, the military ballots. Um, But it's like, and I love that Pence has issued his own public statement saying he doesn't condone his remarks and he cannot defend them. Yeah, you're right. And guess what? I noticed, by the way, uh, Mike, Mike Pence, I noticed during the vice presidential debate, which I thought he sound, he looked very presidential, a lot of style, very classy. But what was the content? And he didn't even defend his guy. Did not. And I understand that. But here's the thing. You, you're just as guilty in that you're not, you're not calling him to the carpet. I shouldn't even use that word in light of everything we've talked about. Oh, I tell you, this is just insane. This is crazy. Yeah. He would not make a good president either. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody will. I think I'm just going to write myself in, or maybe producer Brian, because he does a great sh- job of this show. Or maybe Deborah Mark. Do you want to be president? Uh, no, thank you. I know, exactly. All right, when we come back, uh, we do have a little bit of breaking news that we'll talk to you about. I guess there's a barricaded situation in Pasadena. Uh, Deborah Mark is all over that, and also the uh, Palm Springs uh, investigation with two law enforcement officers we'd lost less than 24 hours ago. So we'll be back with much more. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa, KFI AM 640. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where from? Where I'm from? Then you would know. It's Sunday morning. You would know it is Sunday morning. KFI AM 640. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Here we go. 7.04 a.m. Good morning and welcome. Thank you for tuning in from wherever you're joining us. Alabama, New York, Nebraska. We have friends from Australia that tune in. Isn't that great? They call it Sunday night with Elizabeth Espinosa because a little bit of a time change. Just a little. Hey, and I want to thank you guys for uh, tweeting and, and uh, also Instagramming with me here. Uh, Silver Rider says he's heartbroken for our fallen officers. Absolutely. He says heartbroken for those with mental health issues that aren't receiving help. That's absolutely true because, as we know, one of the suspects, it appears, the Palm Springs incident, there may be a mental health component. We don't know exactly what doesn't condone the deaths of two law enforcement officers. But the truth of the matter is there is a mental health crisis in this country. So thank you for acknowledging that, Silver Rider. And uh, so George Colossus says the new mom, just heartbreaking, Espinosa. It certainly is. And, of course, that is in reference to uh, the two Palm Springs officers uh, who lost their lives less than 24 hours ago. And we will keep you posted on any new developments. But as you know, just uh, about uh, it was a 12 hour standoff. So I want to say like at one o'clock this morning is when they caught the guy. Right. Yes. They made the arrest around one this morning. Yeah. So he thankfully surrendered peacefully. So nobody else was hurt. Right. But there is a third Palm Springs officer, who's not been identified, but he's in the hospital. And he's apparently doing well. Great. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. 
And, uh, and of course, our hearts uh, go out also to Sergeant Owen, Steve Owen out of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, 29 years on the force and was killed on Wednesday by a burglary suspect in Lancaster. Oh, it's been a tough week, but um, well, we're pulling through and we are going to continue to keep you posted on, again, any new developments. We talked about Trump and, and we were just talking about, you know, everything that happened with the lewd comments. And I want your take. So I just thought I'd throw this out before we go to this incredible story as well here that's local that we're going to get to with Daniel Miller, who's a reporter from the L.A. Times. Um, so before we go to Daniel, just really quick, tweet me. I want to know what you guys think. Should Billy Bush, remember Billy Bush is the, was the uh, Access Hollywood anchor who was with Trump when he made those lewd comments. It's like he was baiting him, right, to say more and do things and hug the woman, the actress, all this stuff. Tell me if you think or what you think should happen to Billy Bush. He is now the anchor at the Today Show. Should he be fired or should he get a promotion? And what should happen to Trump? What do you guys think? Tweet me at E. Underscore Espinosa, Instagram at Elizabeth Espinosa. All right, have you ever heard of the 37th Young Artist Awards? I have not. Okay, what about the Young Artist Awards? I have heard of the Young Artist. Oh, I took the 37 now and it worked. <laughs> that one sounds a little more familiar. Okay. The 37 kind of caught me off guard. There you go. Well, this actually is a big award show that uh, basically uh, takes place here in Southern California, Los Angeles, and it's strange because it's not as if there's a lot of people who know about it. So, Deborah, kudos to you that you've heard. It takes place here in Studio City in the Valley, not far from where our offices are here at uh, iHeart and Burbank. And Daniel Miller, reporter from the LA Times, welcome. Thank you for joining us early this morning. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, this is an incredible story. Now, I know you're a parent also because when you think of kids in Hollywood, in the business, right? I mean, there are always all kinds of dangers, and this is an interesting award show because there, there's some questions about it. So walk us through how, I guess it's 37 years I've been doing it, but who puts together the Young Artist Awards? So the Young Artist Awards is put together by uh, a nonprofit organization that, as you say, has been around for 37 years. And the organizers of the show uh, have said their goal is to simply honor outstanding kids who work in the entertainment industry. Uh, the group was founded in 1978 by a woman named Maureen Dragone, and Maureen was uh, a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. That's the group that puts on the Golden uh, Golden Globes. Maureen died in uh, 2013 at the age of 93. Bless her heart. So, it's, it happened. It takes place over at the uh, what's it called again? The uh, Sportsman Lodge, right? That's right. It takes place at the Sportsman's Lodge, which is a uh, a hotel in Studio City that actually has a very interesting Hollywood uh, history. Back in the day, it was a glamorous spot, a place where celebrities used to actually hang out poolside. And so you've got a number of, you had a red carpet, you had a number of kids that are walking the red carpet. They've got their little dresses on. And you're saying that you have these manager types and business leaders and Hollywood agents or Hollywood types that no one really knows who they are, but they're there. And they're making contact with these kids. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, you know, these days at least, the Young Artists Awards is a, is a gathering of the ambitious and the naive. Uh, you have a collection of people who are there who are trying to get different things out of the award show. You have uh, children and their families, people who think that uh, winning one of these awards could help advance their career. And then you have some of the professionals that I ran into when I was there uh, earlier this year. Uh, and some of the things that I saw... Um, 
uh, were alarming. For example, uh, I interviewed a producer there who said he was scouting for a younger actor who could perform in a rape scene uh, for a film he wanted to make. Uh, things like that um, uh, caused me to dig in deeper and look into this award show. Okay, so tell me, so what did you find? I mean, is, is this legitimate? Would you send your kids to this award show to get them a little more exposure? Because, I mean, that's the whole idea. Anybody who feels like they can get on a red carpet, they're getting somewhere. It feels like progress, but you're saying this may not be the route. Well, uh, when I reported on the award show for a couple months, I, I found uh, some, some notable things. Um, first of all, I, I spoke to people who had previously been involved with the award show, people who had previously um, been nominated for Young Artist Award, and I, I heard from people who basically said they didn't believe that this advanced children's careers. For example, I spoke to a veteran casting director who said that he had never hired somebody or even brought somebody in to audition based on the fact that they'd won a Young Artist Award. And he doubted that um, some legitimate casting directors even knew that the award show existed. Beyond that, what I also uncovered was that this show has had some um, controversial people either attend it or be involved in the organization itself, including a handful of men who have been convicted of committing sex crimes against children. Oh, my god! And obviously that was a major part of my story. What a disaster. So who's judging these awards? I mean, who's looking at these films? Well, it's, it's actually pretty opaque. It's hard to know exactly how winners and uh, nominees are selected. Did you just say I opaque? Spoke... Yes. You were so articulate. Okay, highbrow words. Go ahead. <laughs> so I spoke, I spoke to the organizers uh, who said uh, that uh, as many as 400 people are involved in the selection process. The issue is the organizers wouldn't uh, provide the identities, the names of the people who actually were doing the judging. Um, the Young Artist Awards okay. also told me that they're they're going to look at how at the awards categories and other things to revamp the show. That's just crazy. As many as four hundred people are judging the awards show, and we have no idea who they are because they won't tell you. And who are the organizers? When we come back, I want you to tell me about who these organizers are, if we even know the extent of who's behind the Young Artist Awards, and. What happened when you confronted some of these alleged, uh, you know, busy Hollywood type managers who are mostly, you said, middle aged men looking for child actors? I want to hear those stories when we come back. We've got Daniel Miller, reporter from the L.A. Times, joining us this morning to talk about a little bit behind the scenes here. We're really digging into the Young Artist Awards. There's so many families that come to Los Angeles with that dream for their child. And sometimes you're walking into the shark tank and you got to be careful. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa, KFI AM 640. But as long as you are with me, there's no place I'd rather be. I would away forever, exalted. KFI AM 640. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Don't forget, my Twitter is at E underscore Espinosa, and Instagram is at Elizabeth. Espinosa. All right, we've been talking to Daniel Miller, reporter with the LA Times. His latest article is The Troubled Past and Questionable Benefits of Hollywood's Oldest Awards Show for Kids. You know, it's true. Everybody comes to Hollywood because they've got a dream. 
come from all over the world. Interesting, though, is that the 37th Young Artist Awards truly is a gathering of the most ambitious. And, of course, you have a lot of naive families who show up with the big dream. Now, Daniel, you were saying in your in your article that um, most of the kids apparently are Canadian? Well, that's right. There's a huge Canadian contingent that uh, attends the show. Um, about half of the uh, 250 nominees this year were Canadian. And okay. when I... And when I learned that, I just, you know, I had to sort of know what that was all about. And you spent how many months investigating? Well, I went to the award show back in March. And so, uh, among other things, this is a story I'd worked on uh, since then. That's incredible. Great job. Um, parents you. had to pay to get them in. Is that right? Well, uh, no, to be clear, there, there's no um, fee uh, to uh, uh, become nominated or something like that. But you do have to buy a ticket if you want to attend the show. Uh, the tickets cost as much as two hundred and fifty dollars, wow. and then of course I met you know plenty of Canadian families who brought the whole family down from Vancouver, Toronto, and suddenly you're spending thousands of dollars to attend the award show. Right. Okay. So let's start naming names here. Let's get real here. Let, uh, you're tell- you're telling me that there are people like uh, you've named Christopher Miller, Martin Weiss. These are men who were there at the award show, and they've got a, uh, a, a like a pedophile pass. What's going on? Yes, that's right. And to be clear, these were not men that I saw at the show. Uh, the incidents that we described took place some years ago. Okay, tell us uh, tell us about those incidents. So Christopher Miller um, uh, attended the show uh, twice, including in 2006. And when he attended the show, um, he went with uh, a boy who he later was found to have uh, taken advantage of, let's say, uh, we know this because uh, Christopher Miller um, was involved in a criminal case up in Contra Costa County, uh, Northern California, and uh, more than 30 sex abuse-related charges were brought against Miller. Oh. Now, that boy that he took to the Young Artist Awards, his father was brought into that case to testify to show that Miller had a dark history with kids. And he was, um, what, an alleged manager, agent? He, he claimed to have connections to the entertainment industry, that's right. And uh, with regard to the boy that he took to the Young Artist Awards, uh, I interviewed the boy's father, and the father told me that Miller represented himself as somebody who could get the child into the Young Artist Awards, and that gave the family confidence, and ultimately that's how Miller gained the family's trust. Hmm. So he sold himself as some kind of a manager, right? More so than anything. Yeah, he sold himself as somebody who could help this family with regard to, you know, their son's uh, Hollywood uh, aspirations. Terrible. Um, the desperation is so real in Hollywood, I tell you. What about the other guy, uh, Martin? Yes, Martin Weiss was actually a well-known um, talent manager of children in Hollywood. And in the mid-2000s, we know that he uh, went to the show a handful of times. Um, uh, at least one year, uh, he was uh, seen at the show with an underage male client um, who was later named as a victim of Weiss when Weiss was prosecuted in Los Angeles on sex crime charges. That's just disgusting. How do you vet? I mean, how do you know? I, I would almost say, like, if you've got a kid that is in the business, you've got to go with them at all times. You can't leave them unattended, if you will, even if it's a 15-year-old. Uh, with a business manager or an agent. But then again, I don't know if that's even feasible. Right. And, and, you know, to be fair, when I was at the award show this year, I saw plenty of parents with their kids. 
but it was also a large, chaotic event. And one of the things that I noticed uh, was uh, that I, I saw no uniformed security guards. And I asked the organizers about this. Um, and I was told uh, by the organizers that uh, plainclothes people uh, were providing security. Uh, but uh, the organizers declined to name these people. Um, so, you know, one of the other things I saw at the award show was a collection of men, mostly men, who were soliciting the autographs of the children. And uh, in some cases, these men were walking into the lobby of the uh, ballroom where the event was held and just walking right up to children and asking for their autographs. And it, and it was an awkward scene. I bet it must have been awkward. What about, um, I'm, I'm reading here in your article, you've got another guy you've identified that I, uh, I guess he was there as a photographer, the official photographer, Michael Max Grassi Jr.? Yes, that's right. So uh, Grassi was a man who was at one point the official photographer for the Young Artist Awards. Now, to be clear, uh, Grassi was never accused uh, by law enforcement of committing a crime, but um, I did speak with someone who shared emails with me that suggested that uh, he had been accused of uh, photographing a, a child's crotch at another uh, kids' award oh, show. Gosh. Grassi denied this, um, but he was banned from that event, which was called the Care Awards, and um Soon thereafter, after being banned, he killed himself, and it was a gruesome scene when investigators in Georgia um, came to his house. Um, it was burning. Uh, a blaze had been started there, and uh, when they found Grossi's body, they also found his home strewn with pornography, um, and investigators believed that this was child pornography. They determined that it was not child pornography, but uh, still, the the detective I spoke to uh, said she had lingering suspicion. So, would you say that you know you've got a child and you this is their dream to be a Hollywood actor, actress, and the Young Artist Awards? Should you even try? Should you even show up to that? Should you be part of it? Does it really make a difference? You think? Well, look. At the end of the day, uh, Hollywood professionals I spoke to said that they did not think that this would advance your career. Uh, child advocates that I spoke to, uh, including uh, Paula Dorn of the Biz Parents Foundation, suggested um, that uh, children who attend the show, um, you know, were potentially putting themselves in an unnecessary situation. So it's just a money-making um, scheme, would you say? Well, you know, we, we reviewed the organization's finances, and they were pretty modest. Uh, the group reported something like revenue of forty-seven thousand dollars in 2015. Um, uh, so it's not apparent on the surface that there's a lot of money swirling around here. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, I can tell you this: uh, besides the organizers of the award show, and who are they again? Uh, so, so some of the main organizers are a man named Daniel Kitchell, who is the treasurer of the nonprofit that puts on the show. Okay. Uh, and um, Daniel's a plumber and electrician. And um, uh, another man named George Tanglos, uh, who teaches mathematics at a, a East Los Angeles college, um, they're, of course, staunch advocates for their award show. But besides them, I didn't speak to people outside the organization who, you know, were banging the drum saying, this is something you got, you got to get your child involved with. This will definitely help their career. It sounds to me like the Young Artists Awards, uh, which was founded, as you said, in 1978, uh, started and it was on the right path and it has come off the wheels. I feel like it's 
it's if it sounds more like just a, a big party uh, for pedophiles, you know, for them to have a chance to go and uh, meet children, potential victims in a situation where they're naive and and vulnerable. And so it's just it's it's part it's just a perfect storm. That's scary. Yeah, you, you, you know, it is possible that this organization started out um uh, on a different path, uh, the, the founder, as I mentioned, Maureen Dragoni, died in 2013. Um, she's somebody who's revered by the organizers. Uh, she actually was the longtime girlfriend of Daniel Kitchell, the treasurer of the organization. And, uh, you know, I was told by Kitchell when I interviewed him that it was Dragoni's goal to get Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So televised. Um, and finally, uh, the show was televised this year. It was aired on uh, the local PBS affiliate, KLCS. Oh. I, I, I just, the whole thing is too much. Well, if you want to check it out, you really should, especially if you have a child in the business. The Troubled Past and Questionable Benefits of Hollywood's Oldest Award Show for Kids by Daniel Miller, reporter for the L.A. Times. Thank you, Daniel, for your time. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. Great, great report. Great investigation. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about Trump. I'm kidding. No. (laughs) Pop-up dinner. uh, Did you hear about this? Pop-up dinners are full of bugs. Ew. All right. That and much more. (laughs) I was hungry. Deborah Mark's face is too funny. KFI AM 640, Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover That I know you can't afford Bite that tattoo on your shoulder Pull the sheets right off the corner Of the mattress that you stole From your roommate back in Boulder We ain't ever getting older It is Sunday morning, 64 degrees outside. It's pretty nice, huh? Downtown LA anyway. Good morning, everyone. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa here on KFI AM 640. Really quick update here on a barricade situation that just ended in Pasadena. Apparently neighbors were complaining, understandably, with the low uh, flying, low-level flying uh, helicopters for several hours. But I guess the uh, barricade suspect eventually turned himself in and um, Pasadena looks like uh, had some help there from SEB. That's the L.A. County Sheriff's Department's Special Enforcement Bureau, a.k.a. SWAT, right? And, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, the residents now are going to be a little more relaxed for a Sunday morning. God, what a tough way to start, you know, your Sunday. And it must be really hard also for law enforcement right now because of everything that's happened, losing two law enforcement officers from Palm Springs uh, less than 24 hours ago and then losing fellow colleague from uh, L.A. County Sheriff's just, uh, what was that, Wednesday less than a week ago so tough tough situation but we're going to keep you posted and again palm springs pd should be having a uh, we're told a press conference at 11 a.m and we will bring that to you live here on kfi so don't 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 forget that don't don't miss it okay what is going on here uh we have enough to deal with within the uh policing world so what's the story with these creepy clown threats what is wrong with people get a life get a life Halloween is not for another month. 
I swear this is so funny. Are, are you afraid of clowns? I'm not, personally. But if I saw a clown at midnight at a corner in the dark holding a, a knife that I don't know if is real or not, yeah, I think I'd freak out. Deborah, are you afraid of clowns? You know, I'm not really afraid of clowns, but when I was a kid in my brother's room, my parents, <laughs> for some strange reason, had these two pictures of clowns on his wall. I don't even understand why. And oh. when I would go in his room, I did not like it. And I remember he was terrified. And I think we took them down. And I, just this, <laughs> talking about this just brings up those memories. And I can picture those clown pictures on the wall. Blech. Deborah, it's okay, honey. Here, somebody I know, help I her up. Take She's a, in the corner. I have to take please, a deep please breath. Help yeah, help her get up. She's, Woo. you know, in the fetal position over there, please. Yeah, it's okay. Breathe, honey. Breathe. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Glendora police arrest a nine-year, a 19-year-old, excuse me, uh, who apparently was a creepy clown enthusiast, also a former student over at Sierra High School. This happened on Wednesday. I guess this dork was uh, busted for suspicion of making threats against his school, right? Uh, and also against uh, residents there in the El Monte area. But... Uh, we're starting to see, and I'm sure you've heard about this, a, a ton of these creepy clowns appearing on social media. So Instagram and Facebook accounts, like, we're coming for ya. We're around. And, and I guess some of the students at Sierra High School, anyway, actually received posts from that account, which was threatening violence. And uh, now you've got this whole, you know, scary situation, which, you know, parents are being contacted, school administrators. But one of the posts read, Sierra school going to get hit tomorrow. Say your blessing. Okay, dude. Seriously? Get a life. This, this is the only thing that I don't like about Halloween. Halloween should be fun. Like, if you want to be creepy, that's fine. But don't use it as an excuse to go and scare people and, you know, scare the bejesus out of them. It's funny. I'm not afraid of clowns, but I have a friend who I think this is the weirdest thing. She's petrified of balloons. I don't understand that because I love balloons. So there you go. But we, we've seen a number of these creepy clowns uh, surface in Southern California. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's not – there's no law, there's no municipal code that says you can't walk around. If you want to walk around dressed as a clown, more power to you. Clearly you're a clown. I <laughs> see what I did there. But uh, if you start making criminal threats and you're saying stupid things like that, you're going to land in jail, as you should. As you should. Uh, also wanted to share with you that pop-up dinners, you know, those – that there's a new pop-up restaurant in Santa Monica, by the way, uh, is hoping, <laughs> they're really hoping that you're going to be open to the idea of bugs in your food. Come on. There are parts of the world that they eat bugs anyway. They go out of their way for that. So maybe it's not such a bad thing. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. So Western Exterminator Company, and yeah, that's exactly what I just said, has teamed up with Mondo Taco. The Santa Monica Taco Restaurant, okay, that apparently specializes in global tacos. They are creating a one-day bug-centric dining experience, and it's called Pesterant. <laughs> Pesterant. Who wants a bug taco? Oh, my God. Are you ready? What's on the menu? Anybody hungry yet? Come on. Have a little bug taco before you go to church this morning. On the menu, rice cricket treats made with a candy cricket garnish. <gasps> mm, yummy. And uh, cricket flour. Wow. They got a lot of stuff over there. Tacos made with sautéed June beetles. Barbecue sauce and crispy onions for that little aftertaste. 
sauteed jerk seasoned grasshoppers. Oh, with pineapple relish over rice. So you won't feel it. <laughs> and a Thai mealworm. Oh my God. Are you serious? A Thai. It's a Thai meal, like Thai is a T H A I. Thai meal mealworm salad with chili, lime, oh my God, drop, and basil marinated mealworms served chilled. All the bugs are from Thailand. Unique. This is a company, so don't worry, that they sell edible insects and insect flowers. So my question is an insect candy too. So what's the difference? Let's see. What does that mean if you're an edible insect? Does that mean like they go through your, they give you a good shower, like they they scrub you down and then they throw you on the plate? (laughs) Oh my God. That is so wrong. But if you're into this kind of stuff, if you want the pestilent uh, taste, apparently, and by the way, it's for a good cause. So you know what? Maybe we should, we should look into it. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, hold on. The voice of God has joined us. Producer Brent, go ahead. Um, I actually, you know, in my other life, I've worked on shoots and stuff like that. So I have experience with edible bugs. And for mealworms, wow. explains for example, a lot. You know, I, I did this Fear Factors type show back in the day. and um, Oh, yeah, I love that show. And the best, and the way you make these bugs edible, special for mealworms, is that you get them and then you feed them. I forgot what I gave them. Um, you would feed corn the insects? Cornmeal. <gasps> And so basically that cleans out the bugs. So like the mealworms, for example, I remember buying a whole bunch of mealworms and a whole bunch of cornmeal. And I let them eat the cornmeal for about a day or so. And then they're ready to go to be eaten by um, our um, contestants. That doesn't help me, Producer Brian. I, that, yeah, I, I don't care what they gave them. That is so disgusting. They'll have on a nice s- corn aftertaste. On so many levels. <laughs> well, we know where you're going to be. Thank you for that. I didn't hey, know no that. Problem. Look at you. Look, he was really, he was, Joe Rogan was the host, right, of Fear Factor. He was telling Joe Rogan what to do. I could see it now. But by the way, the pesteron is free of charge. Uh, I guess for each dish sampled, uh, Western Exterminator is going to donate a dollar to the West Side Food Bank. So actually, this is all for a really good cause. And it might be something fun for you to go out there on Instagram and do some fun videos on YouTube. Uh, uh, the restaurant will be serving its bug-centric dishes in the middle, by the way, of the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. And again, that's, you know, between Wilshire and Santa Monica Boulevard from 1130 a.m. to 330 p.m. It looks like that's next Saturday. So if you do it, I'm dying to hear from you. Deborah Mark, you want to go hang oh, out no with me way. next Saturday? Sorry, I'm busy. You're busy? Oh, yeah, I got lots to do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, next year. You want a little bug, a little cockroach? I'm a yeah. vegan. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I'm Borderline vegan. Oh, I my God. So, I mean, so wait, does that mean that you don't, like, if you saw a, a roach, cockroach, you don't slam it? Or do you go, oh, this poor animal needs to live. Let me find a I home. just walk on by. If it's in my house. It's in your house. I, I'm saying. It's in your room. Well, I haven't had a roach in my room, so I haven't had to deal with that. But when I do see spiders, I do try to scoop them up and put them outside. But yes, I have killed spiders. Please don't tweet me. Please yeah. don't send me any. Oh, messages. I go for it. I'm like, I get the bat out. I go crazy. Boom! Out of here. A bat? Yeah. I say you don't pay rent. Get out. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more. <laughs> I got a bug to go kill. Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa, KFI AM six forty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson.
640 Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa, 7.51 a.m. And this is it. This is the final countdown. Yes. Oh, boy. We've talked a lot about, well, a little bit about everything, right? Creepy clowns to the breaking news in Pasadena. There's a barricade situation that's now been resolved peacefully, thankfully. Uh, we've been keeping you, uh, Deborah Mark, as well in the newsroom, keeping us uh, all posted on any developments out of Palm Springs losing two officers yesterday and there's a third in the hospital thankfully he is okay or he or she we don't we don't know yet they haven't said anything and uh, the incredible procession and vigil that was held yesterday in the antelope valley area for sergeant steve owen the la county sheriff sergeant who lost his life last wednesday uh on the job in the field just been a tough week but thank you thank you so to all of you for tweeting and for uh, you know, sharing your thoughts with us on just a little bit of everything that's happened this morning. So I want to do a quick little shout out here. Uh, Rhonda Lewis, good morning to you. Uh, Real Eric Gomez, good morning to you. Uh, on Instagram here, I've got HD Frankie who says, great program this morning. <laughs> I like how I read that. Thank you. But even if you say crappy program, I'll still read that too. Uh, America needs to address the mental health issue and the fact that anyone has access to firearms. Keep up the good work. Thank you, H.D. Frankie. You know, look, I, I, don't tr- I try not to make it about a, uh, a firearms gun control debate. That's not the issue. I just think that we have to look at mental health in this country and do something about it. And I say that because the suspect in the Palm Springs shooting, we think, we believe, reportedly has mental health issues. Does have a violent criminal past. Uh, having said that, it sounds like there's some mental issues there that um, need to be resolved. And truthfully, as a country, we're just struggling. We're we're struggling horribly in that department. Um, and then on Twitter, let me go to Twitter here for a second. Let's see here. Let's get to Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. This thing's going to be faster. Oh, we, I asked you a question on Instagram about um, Billy Bush. And you know the whole thing with Trump, right? Trump, yeah, are we really surprised that, you know, he treats women like pieces of meat and we have this leaked audio that the AP put out with him and Billy Bush talking about women and how he can grab us by the P. And all I have to say to Trump is, you grab me by the P and I will cut your P. How's that? That's right. That's our trade-off, my friend. That's what will happen to you. Uh, Callie Love on uh, Twitter says, you know what? Uh, TMZ asked Maria Menounos. Remember, Maria Menounos used to work with Billy Bush. Uh, and what she thought of him. And instead of being disgusted, she defended him, he says, or she says. You know, more power to her, but uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But it, even if it is, I also think that, you know, she's in the business and it's all very political, if you know what I'm saying. You know, so she's just trying to stay neutral type of thing. But we all know that what happened there is terrible. A creepy clown situation we talked to you about. Uh, Joe, thank you for tweeting us saying Chaparral, uh, Chaparral, hope I'm saying that right, Chaparral High School in Temecula sent students home uh, due to threats from a supposed creepy clown. Sadly, cops didn't catch the kid that sent the threats over. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the calendar section. We have so much going on this week. My God. Okay, today, uh, motorcycle clubs are donating diapers for homeless kids in the Orange County area. It's a rescue mission today at 1 o'clock. How great is this? This motorcycle club um, is <laughs> they're strapping diapers. I love this. Diapers to their motorcycles to help the rescue mission. So they're going to do that today at 1 o'clock. Good luck, guys. Don't lose any diapers. If you see them on the highway, you'll know why. Akita Mashaka from Hello. the Hyperion Public. That's a bar. You a partner over there. What's going on? The debate's tonight. The debate is tonight, and uh, people are excited. It is uh, NFL Sunday. So um, 
So it's already a big day in itself for us. Uh, just to let you know, Hyperion Public is a is a restaurant and a community pub. We have a restaurant dining area on one side and a community pub on the other side where we show all the games. So Sunday in general is just a big day for football. But what has happened is that the uh, Hillary Trump debate has almost trumped football, if you will. <laughs> and, no, no pun intended. If I, maybe I did intend the pun. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's taken over, and it's it's just it's it's high stakes action. People want to see it. And uh, oh, it's we good have two stuff. Locations. Uh, one location is in Silver Lake, um, and Silver Lake is um, a, for people that may not know that area. It's in Los Angeles. It's more of um, a progressive area. Um, You're so in, funny. In, in, yeah, in Los Angeles. Are you just trying to say there's a lot of liberals at that party? That's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and our, our second location is in Studio City. And you're going to have um, some really cool drinks there. We're up against the clock here, so tell me. We'll have drinks. You can show up, and you got a big uh, big screen. Yeah, we got, we, got, uh, we got over 10 TVs to watch the game. We have special cocktails for the, for the event. We have actually one called The Faint. Um, uh, as everybody remembers the fate by Hillary, and then we also have the wall. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we'll have blue state wings. Uh, those are spicy blueberry wings. We have wow. the red state wings, which are the buffalo wings, and we have the undecided wings, or our special <laughs> SCF fries. I love that. Okay, thank you. So we will be seeing you. Uh, I'll join you guys at the Hyperion Public Silver Lake. Yes, and Studio City. And Studio City. All right. I think Silver Lake might be uh, the one for me, though. Thank you okay, so much, well, Akita. Come on over. We hope to see you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, don't give me a drink because I'm live tweeting these debates. And, you know, who knows what will come out of my mouth and my Twitter action. Just kidding. Which, by the way, it was the biggest compliment that I'm on breaking news the other day. And I had one of the captains with Special Enforcement Bureau come up to me. And he said, I loved your tweets. I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, boy. Hey, and also really quick, Nicole DeMasi, she is a dietitian at UCLA. Uh, Nutrition and Health, there's a special event. It's free. She's a registered dietitian specializing in kidney disease, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, weight management. It's happening today at the Conference Center at UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica. That's off of 16th Street. It's 1 to 4. Basically, she's a dietitian that's going to tell you what you should be doing for your, your special diet if you're dealing with some of these issues. And it's free. We love that. Um, Don't forget PBS at 5 o'clock, Studio SoCal. We've got a new episode out. And uh, happy birthday to all you Libras, especially Alexis. We celebrated her birthday yesterday in uh, Newport. And uh, guess who I hung out with on Friday night at Gladstone's? I mean, lunchtime, sorry, producer Brent. Our good friend here and my mentor, Mayor Reardon, who says hello. Yeah, and his daughter, Trish, who's a sweetheart. Okay, and I asked him, oh, you wait till next week because I'm going to watch the debate maybe with him. Uh, one of the debates, we talked about this, and he had so much great intel about all this stuff happening. As you know, the GOP is consumed by crisis right now. But we will have a full wrap on that. And at 11 o'clock today, don't forget, uh, there is a press conference from you know, Palm Springs on the shootings and you know, out there. And we will carry that live. And the debate tonight at 6 p.m., we will carry that as well. Who will win? Watch my tweet. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.